Welcome to a new episode of the Main Event Boxing Podcast. This is an impromptu episode to dive into the discussion around a potential blockbuster fight between former world champion Jeff Horn and the emerging star of Australian boxing, Tim Zhu. The negotiations for this fight have been playing out in full public view, which is only adding to the hype around this huge domestic showdown. We had a boxing promo shoot with a group of fighters involved in upcoming shows this week, and with Jeff and Tim both present, I thought I'd have a chat with each of them about this potential super fight. An important note, when we had these conversations, it had emerged that the Horn camp had agreed to give up their demand of a rematch clause in the contract, and it was assumed that in return, the Zoo camp would grant the Horn team their preference of a 10-round fight. But it has emerged last night that the Zoo side, namely Tim's trainer, Igor Golubev, is adamant the fight must be contested over 12 rounds. So those negotiations must continue. The fight is still not set, but these two are inching closer to an April date and... We simply can't wait. Thanks for tuning in. Please subscribe, like, share, leave a five-star rating and a comment. Help spread the word. That support is appreciated. Now, let's get into the show. This is the Main Event Boxing Podcast, and here's your host, Ben Damon. Jeff Horn, um, sounds like this is just about done, doesn't it, between Horn and Zoo? Uh, is that your understanding? You're, you've got to be closer to it than I am. Yeah, I think the fight is very close to happening. There's still some uh, negotiations still to happen. Um, I'm giving up on a couple of things, but I'm also asking um, that it be 10 rounds, not 12, because it's the same same for both of us, no matter what. He just thinks, I think, he can beat me over 12 and not 10, but see how confident he is, see if he can accept 10 hard why, rounds. Why do you want 10 rounds instead of 12 rounds for this fight? Look, if we're fighting in, um, if we're probably fighting around mid-April or something, I feel like I need probably a little bit of extra time uh, for a 12 round fight and why fight 12 rounders if you don't have to that's for world titles or or basically to get a world title so um, there's no reason for this to be a 12 round fight and uh, the winner should be able to go on to a world title after this and why do you think Tim Zhu and his camp want a 12 round fight I have no idea I guess they want the experience at 12 rounders they've done 10 rounders but they I don't know if they've done 12s no. Yeah, so I guess they want that experience before they get a world title shot, which is what they would probably get after this one. Uh, but I'm not interested in that. I'm only interested in um, a hard 10-round fight and then possibly a 12-round world title fight after that. Okay, the other sticking point has been the rematch clause. You've given up on that um, rematch. Was that you specifically who wanted a rematch or was it Glenn Rushton, your trainer and look, manager, just, or, or Dean Lonigan? Yeah, look, it's just what our whole team has had um, in past fights. Uh, because you've had a world title and things like that, or you've got the name in Australian boxing, um, you want to rectify your loss if you were to do it, and that's exactly what I did with Michael's Rafa. But I won't be underestimating Tim for this one. I, I've been watching him for years, saw him in the amateurs. He's a he's a great young boxer, and um, I think he definitely can make waves in the sport. But um, 
I guess I'm going to have to bring my best form to this first fight and make sure I um, beat him the first time. The thinking is that maybe you're getting Tim Zhu before he's really ready for this sort of a test. Um, maybe you've been there and done that. You're still tough and you're still at the top of your game, whereas Tim is getting better and better. And, gee, he has got a lot better over the last 12 months. Do you? Is that what you think? I'll get him now before he gets too good and it's going to be too tough. I'll, I'll, I'll get him now, I'll beat him, and we won't have to worry about that again. Yeah, a little bit um, is getting him earlier. But in saying that, he's fought some great fights already. Like Jack Brubaker's a tough fighter. Joel Camilleri's a tough fighter. Dwight Ritchie was an absolute tough fighter. So he's had some big fights. And Australia very competitive in the boxing world. And I think he's, he's had those big fights and he's done well at them. But um, he hasn't fought really much on the world scene yet. And I feel like that's where I'm fighting at, at world level. And Michael Zarafa proved himself to be at world level as well. And we'll see if Tim Zoo can handle that. Um, you've been ringside with me for a couple of Tim's fights, calling the action. Um, what are his real strengths to you, uh, the way that you see it? Look, Tim's a sniper and uh, he's got that nice, big, straight right hand, which he likes to throw. And if he catches you with it, he would be just like his dad and he'll put you to sleep. Um, he's, uh, he's very talented in that aspect. and. He's very fast, uh, so I guess their Tim's strength is his speed and his accuracy with that right hand. Amazing how this has all turned out, isn't it? Um, for that Joel Camilleri fight, you were ringside. He was desperately calling you out. He, he was like, Mr. School Teacher, let's do it. And, and you and I were together, and you sort of laughed it off at that point. It wasn't something that was anywhere close to your radar. But here, a year later, um, we're, we're going to do it. Yeah, well, I guess Tim's made a bigger and bigger name of, of himself in Australian boxing and he keeps telling, telling everyone he's number one in the sport. I guess this is his chance to prove it. He's, um, I would have never thought of fighting Tim Zhu that long ago and I've been friends with Tim Zhu uh, for a long time, but uh, this is business and um, I guess we've got to take him out now. Do you consider that you have been friends with Tim Zhu for, for quite a long time? Um, Look, I... I haven't had much to do with Tim, but um, I would say it's been a friendly relationship. It definitely hasn't been anything like Michael Zarafa. He's been quite vocal and, and disrespectful through my the whole uh, preparation with him. Um, I have a lot, lot of respect for Tim Zhu and uh, what his dad did as well in the, in the past, but um, definitely it comes down to business and um, we're, I'm in there to, to beat Tim Zhu. What do you think the build-up's going to be like? Do you think it's going to be respectful or do you expect Tim to sort of play the other side of uh, this promotion a little bit? Look, I can't see Tim being too disrespectful. Um, I know it is about promotion, though, and, and promoting a fight. So I guess we're both going to say some things in the lead-up, which will probably get under each other's skin. But um, in all fairness, Tim's a good guy. Um, I'm just out there trying to beat him up <laughs> stylistically then um what happens when you get in the ring uh do you do you want to box like you did early on in the second zarafa fight do you want to brawl do you think that um your toughness is the real key here or or, or do you wait and see what tim does what, what do you think happens yeah i guess um i'll i'll be trying multiple tactics on him and seeing which one works better um i can box and i might start off with boxing or i might start off with going straight at him into a brawl and seeing if he can handle it uh time will tell and whichever one works i'm going to keep going for him uh, a bit of thinking would be that he's the more precise puncher and that you're the tougher fighter that you've been in these wars that you can hang in there like we saw in 
the legendary performance against Manny Pacquiao and um, the almost as legendary performance in that ninth round against Michael Zarafa. Is that the way that you see it, that you've got the runs on the board in terms of going into the trenches? Yeah, I've definitely got more experience with him uh, with going into the deep end uh, with massive fights and massive fighters and big names in the sport. Um, sure, Tim has got that last name, but he hasn't gone into the trenches yet like I have. And I guess experience might come down to what wins this fight, but um, he's definitely very, very talented and, and he's got what it takes to be a champion one day. And whether that's very soon or whether he's going to go through a little speed bump, time will tell. Do you think he's got that toughness inside him? Do you think that I he... guess I'm going to find out yeah. if he's got the toughness yeah. this fight. Is there uh, any way of knowing? Not really. I guess you've got to go through it and see if they can handle it. Um, and, and this is a fight where he's going to go through it and we'll see if he can handle it. Are you surprised that Tim Zhu hasn't watched either of your fights against <laughs> Michael Zarafa? Uh, probably not really. <laughs> I, I will probably won't, don't watch heap of boxing fights myself. He might be similar to me. He's probably grown up with boxing around him with his dad and he probably doesn't really enjoy probably watching too much of it and making it completely his life. But it does surprise me he hasn't seen any still to this moment, especially with the whispers that this fight might actually happen. Michael Zarafa too, you've watched it back. Um, I had the extreme pleasure of calling that fight. Um, what have you made of it when you've watched it back? Look, I, I thought I boxed well throughout the majority of the first rounds of that fight and um, I started tiring off again as I normally do towards that round nine and he, <laughs> he had me in trouble for a bit but then um, I don't know what came through me but I just I just got that, that punch in me still and uh, dropped him and nearly finished the fight myself. A little bit of controversy. Um, the Zarafa camp were, were um, quick to point out that the referee shouldn't have jumped in um, and, and checked the cut when he did. Uh, what do you think when you look back on that particular moment? Look, I think there was nothing wrong with it. It was a massive cut on my eye and it was potentially a, a fight-stopping cut, um, which was called, caused by a head clash, which is a, I would have won on points anyway. So they're probably lucky that it didn't get stopped at that moment and they had a chance to then possibly finish me in their, their round nine. If it would have stopped and it would have gone to me in the, in the, on the fight cards, because I outboxed the majority of those first fight, the first rounds, they would have been an uproar of them going, why did they stop the fight? We were going to have him, it was round nine. He yeah. was... So that they can talk either way, no matter what happens. But the, the cut was bad and the ref is in there to make sure the fight could have been stopped at that point. And then you sit down on that right hand. I said in commentary, it was a punch from the gods. Um, just something else. Where did that come from? I don't even know, to be honest. I think I threw a fair few of them that fight, but none of them landed. But <laughs> he was he was hunting me, and that's exactly what I wanted. Is I knew he was coming forward. And I knew that I needed to throw a big punch to, to make him go away, and I certainly made him go away and made him go straight to the ground. What does it feel like? Um, what did it feel like in that moment when you've connected? You were exhausted. Yeah. You'd had a moment to recover, but you produced that shot, and you would have known as you made contact that it had hit flush. Yeah. What was it like? Look, it was it was a great feeling. It, it made me feel like I I kind of gave me a second en energy, uh, a second wind, and um, it's definitely good to see Zarafa get Zarafa get put on his back. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, when you've looked back at that fight, what do you think about those who've said um, that that was the best Australian domestic fight? potentially of all time. Uh, do, do you agree with that? Look, there's definitely some other big fights out there that 
um, it's hard to compare yeah. compare to. So there's there's legends out there that have had absolute wars. Um, I can't say that that, that fight's uh, the best ever fight, but it's definitely up there into one of the best that we've had on our shores. Was it um, nerve-wracking what, watching it back? Did you... No, because I knew the end <laughs> you result. You knew what happened. <laughs> <laughs> but seeing yourself covered in blood with that huge cut, no, like, it, it, is it is it difficult to see yourself going through that? Or do you go, oh, I like this. Jeez, I'm tough. I like this. <laughs> <laughs> I do like it when I actually win it. Yeah, right. The first fight to watch was very hard because I knew yeah, what was yeah. going to happen. and I was just so frustrated watching that back. But the second one... I enjoyed it. I enjoy it going, yeah, come on, I'm going to win this. Yeah, yeah. And you get to go back down in weight now to super welterweight where you'd have to think is um, where you belong, if not back all the way down to welterweight. Um, do you feel a lot more comfortable knowing that this fight is going to be at super welter? Yeah, look, I think me and Tim, I've stood next to him and I think we are very similar in size and um, I think super welterweight is the division I probably should be sitting at. I did jump middleweight to try and jump to an opportunity, but uh, jumped into Michael Zarafa instead, and that didn't really go to plan. But I can easily go back down to super welterweight, and I think it is the division I probably suit best. Just on Michael Zarafa, um, he certainly made a name for himself with that incredible victory in Bendigo against yourself, and then what he did as well in, in that second fight. Um, First of all, what's your feeling towards him, given everything that was said in the build-up to that second fight and everything that happened since? Uh, your, your response to that? Look, um, it, it's a little bit frustrating. Uh, I was, I'm, I've been frustrated at him with how he handled himself um, leading up to that second fight. There was a lot of things he said which he didn't need to. Uh, they were quite disrespectful to my team, especially my trainer, Glenn Rushton. Uh, they definitely talked him down, and he probably didn't deserve the the beating he got uh, prior to that fight. So he's very pleased of what, what happened as well. But um, I guess uh, we'll see what's next for, for Zarafa. Um, hopefully it's not a Mundine. Hopefully Mundine doesn't come back for that rematch. Uh, not rematch. Hopefully he doesn't come back from retirement because yeah. I think that's where he should probably stay. And, um, and then do you think that we will see Horn Zarafa 3 at some point, given how good the second of them was? Is, is that... Is there some part of you that goes, oh, we'll put that, we'll file that away and maybe we'll do that later on? Yeah, look, I don't think a, a third fight's going to happen. Okay. Um, the, the second fight shouldn't have happened. I thought I should have probably boxed the way I boxed the second time in the first fight and then we wouldn't have had a second fight in the first place. But I feel like I've righted that wrong and uh, there's nothing wrong with the controversy which they're saying in round nine. Uh, it probably benefited them anyway because... He wasn't going to stop me in that round. I was always going to come back and I was going to get him with that shot. But it's just the way it looks is that he's going to complain about it. Okay, well, regardless, we move on to Tim Zoo now. Um, we'll have a date soon. Uh, what's your preference on a venue? Look, I don't mind um, where, where it's at. I guess I'll leave that completely up to Dean. Um, obviously, Brisbane's my favoured location because it's just easy for me to get to. Yep. Um, I can keep all the routine the same. I can go from home to the fight venue. It's nice and easy where the, rather than going to a hotel. So um, I guess time will tell where we're going to be going. Um, I guess that's going to be news to my ears. Okay. Well, really looking forward to the build-up to this one. Um, exciting, isn't it? We've got another Australian super fight. And again, you're right front and centre in it. Yeah, it's a big fight and I'm, I'm definitely proud to be in the mix of one of Australia's biggest fights and definitely probably the biggest fight that can be made at the moment and um, 
Tim's a good guy, but I think I've got him, got him in the boxing ability, but he's definitely got some talent about him. That's for sure. It's not going to be easy. Okay, well, we'll wait and see uh, if this one becomes official soon. Hopefully it does because we cannot wait to see Jeff Horn against Tim Zoo. Thanks so much, Jeff Horn. Thank you. Well, Tim Zoo, it sounds like Zoo against Horn or Horn against Zoo is done. Um, the rematch clause was the thing that was being held out upon. Um, but that seems to have been uh, given away now by the Horn camp, which uh, would lead us to believe this fight is imminent to be announced. How does that make you feel? Yeah, quite exciting. Um, not 100% yet. Once it's 100%, then we can, we can celebrate and get ready for the, for the few months ahead. Um, is it that exciting that it's a celebration straight away do you, do you see this as a fight that that you just win and you move on to being this massive star in australian boxing is that the mentality you've it's built? it's my opportunity it's the the position that i want to be at and i know that this is this is the one um this is what i've been born for i've been fighting my whole life for this particular moment why is that because of what jeff horn's become in australian boxing um he's a former world champion that's, he's a former world champion, he's a superstar in Australia and um, when I started boxing I wanted to become the, the king, not of just the, the super welterweight division but the king of boxing in Australia and then you know after that we can take on, on to bigger and better things. When did um, you first look at Jeff Horn and go that's the guy I want? Um, in, when he beat Pacquiao. When he beat Pacquiao, that's when I said, I actually, I said to my manager straight away, I go, Glenn, this fight has to happen. I know I can beat him. I know I'll beat him. And I've been silent, but I've been, I've been on my own path. I've been doing my own things. And, you know, the, finest, the time has finally come that both our paths meet. So it's quite an exciting time. What was it you saw in that fight against Pacquiao? Because what most people saw is, a fella at a similar stage of his career to what you are now, uh, going in against a legend and being tough enough to get a decision in that fight um, and gutsing it out. What, what mm. did you see from Jeff Horn that made you think rather than that? No, that's a dude I can beat. Um, I've always believed in my ability, so you know he's he's got that um, he's got that toughness and he's got he's got that rugged style in him. And I've always wanted to test myself, and, I, and I've always wanted to, to be able to have a fight against someone like that. Um, and I believe I've, I've got the tools to win. Yeah, that's interesting you say that, that you want to test yourself against someone who's tough and rugged like that. Have you had a fight like that yet, as far as you see? Um, I guess Wade Ryan's the one who probably yeah, jumps out at a different, yeah, Joel, different level, Joel, obviously. Joel Camilleri Joel, a little yeah. bit. Similar awkward type of styles, okay. uh, but Jeff still brings something different. Still a... Uh, former world champion uh, for a reason. Um, do you want to see if you can go into the trenches like that? If you can brawl, if, if you can tough it out? Do you, do you want to test yourself like that? I want to test him. I know I can. You know, he's, he's fought, yes, he's fought some, some of the greats. Um, but I believe I can, I can bring him into those trenches and test him in a way that he's already been tested, but in a way that he won't be able to to survive we don't know that you're 
tough like that yet. We know you're a very classy boxer. We know your improvement over the last year has been astronomical, but we don't know as a boxing audience that if it gets really tough, like what he faced in round nine against Michael Zarafa the second time around, like what he faced against Manny Pacquiao, we don't know that you're going to survive those. Do you know that in your heart? Oh, I won't be in a position like that. Some of the great fighters in boxing have never been in a position like that where they're completely out in their feet. So I don't intend to be in that position, but I intend to put him in that position again. And again, I'm going to show my toughness and my boxing ability. You like this stuff, don't you? You like talking tough like you are now, and you believe it. Um, there's been a big change in you over the last 12 months. Yeah. Um, certainly in the things you say, has there been a change in the way that you feel, or is it just in the way that you express it now? Have you always felt the stuff that you say? I've always, I've always felt it. Just been quiet, doing, doing, been doing my own thing, um, but through through what I've been through, through my training and what I've what I've been going to America, sparring Pacquiao, um, being in the trenches with Dwight, um, I've been in comfort not not in comfort zones. I've been in out of my comfort zone, which has made me who I am now. And you know, um, I'm a different fighter to who I was against uh, Joe Camilleri. Um, I believe I've learned a lot and through this experience and through my willingness to learn and to become a better fighter, I believe I've got the tools to, to go all the way to the top. What about as a person through this period, um, you think you've matured? Uh, what, what, do you, what do you think? Have you grown up the last 12 months? Yeah, well, you know, I've, I've, learned, to, I guess. Yeah, I've learned to adapt to everything. Um, before people would recognize me still as Costa's son. Now I feel like it's all changed. Uh, people are walking up to me on the street saying, it is Tim. Um, it is a good feeling. And um, I am moving away from my father's shadow and I'm proving myself step by step, one fight at a time, that I am my own man. And you know, um, a victory over Jeff Horn means I'm Tim Zhu and I am in the, the rankings for, the, for a world title. You very nearly had a world title um, before this fight. If fights went different ways overseas, there was a chance that you had a world title shot lined up. Um, do you regret that that fell over now, or are you, are you happy with how things have turned out and the fact that you get this big Jeff Horn fight? You get to climb the biggest mountain in Australia and become the big man in Australian boxing. Uh, of course, this is a great opportunity to, to be able to, to say that I'm having a super fight at, uh, at three years in at the age of 25. Not many people can say that. Um, so for me, everything's a, everything's a blessing. And again, I take one step at a time. I was never looking at a world title. Um, even though all the opportunities, I knew what was in front of me. I knew each fight means one step closer. And you know, it's again, I'm climbing up that ladder and I know that after Jeff Horn, there's, there's gonna be bigger and better opportunities. Where would you like this fight to take place? Because we're still looking for a date and a venue. Do you care where and when? Anywhere. Anyway, I'm really not fussed. Um, I've got fans all around Australia, and um, I, feel, I'm, I feel like it doesn't matter where it's at, as long as we step in the ring. Um, who do you think people go for in this fight? What, what's your gut um, on that? You know, a lot of people coming up to me saying that they, not just don't like Jeff Horn, but they hate Jeff Horn. So I don't know what, what Jeff has done, or, or why, why they're hating on him, but... Um, you know, I've got great support from Australia, and everyone's everyone's saying one thing, and that's to, to please knock Jeff out. 
So again, how do you feel about that? that it, I see that on social media as well, um, and like you know Jeff Horn, and obviously he's a future opponent, but I know Jeff Horn very well as well. Um, how do you feel when people say I hate Jeff Horn? Can you see how um, they would hate him? Um, a little bit. Well, a little what is bit. it? What um, is it? Just a bit of his personality. Um, but what 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 part of him? What? Some people can't see him as a likable character. Maybe that's it. Uh, someone that they someone that represents a country, someone that represents a certain sport. Maybe they don't see him as, a, as that. You know, he's a, he's a family guy, a nice, nice good bloke, and that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> so he's not someone, like he, he wouldn't be someone you'd be mates with? Um, nah. I, I respect him, I respect what he's done for the sport. Um, you know, I've got no bad blood against him. Again, I've got no bad blood against anyone, any opponent that I've ever faced. Um, some people can say whatever they want. Let them, let them do the talking. But yeah, me, me and Jeff, um, we're not going to be best friends, but we're not going to be enemies. Do you think that maybe a part of this stuff with Jeff Horn that particularly comes out on social media goes back to the Pacquiao fight? Do you think it was because he was ahead of his station there, he got his victory a bit too quick, um, the way it happened. Maybe he didn't deserve to be in a stadium fight against a legend at that point. Did, no, it, it, no, he's, you know, he, he jumped on the opportunity. He had yep. one opportunity and he, and he made the most of it. And you know, people, people can say things like, I'm not ready for this fight. He can say that, he's probably gonna say that, I'm not ready, I'm a boy. That's probably what he's gonna say. And all I can say is that you be Pacquiao, yeah, and no one thought you were going to do it. And watch me prove you wrong. It has to be acknowledged, this is your Pacquiao moment, even though Jeff Horn is not a Manny Pacquiao in a boxing sense, but this is your chance to elevate like he did. Is that the way you see it? This fight is like every fight of mine. I'm going to take seriously. And again, it's just one step at a time. Jeff Horn's just another name on the list. What do you think happens in the build-up to this fight? Last time... Horn had a fight, it was against Michael Zarafa, and I don't think anyone expected the level of fireworks we saw in the build-up to that fight. Do you think that there'll be anything similar between the two of you? Do you think... Um, oh, I'm a calm guy. Um, I let my fist do the talking. But you do talk it up. You've started talking yeah, a bit if he, more. if he wants to... Particularly wants against to... Brubaker. Yeah. Like, Jack Brubaker clearly um, inspired a different... Yeah, of... well, I just wanted to prove to Jack that he was in Dreamworld because he was saying a lot of things and I think he was more dreaming about it. And again, I just wanted to bring him back into reality. Um, and we'll see what Jeff has to say at the press conference and everything, we'll see. Um, again, if he fires me up, why not? It's, a, it's all good fun and games anyway. We saw a different Tim Zoo though, as a result of, well, I think as a result of what Jack had been saying and what it made you feel. He was a far more aggressive and probably a more precise Tim Zoo in that fight. It, it may have been the best we've ever seen you. Um, do you want Jeff Horn to fire you up? Yeah, why not? It, it brings the fight, more, it makes it more interesting. You live for these moments, you live for the, for the fights that um, create interest. Um, for example, Tyson Lewis. Um, all these fights, they're the ones that, that bring interest, the ones that are shown worldwide. And that's, that's what you come to boxing for, super fights. And fights that people stop and watch. And this is the fight for people to stop everything they're doing, to stand still and watch this fight. Um, you need a rival too in boxing. Uh, Anthony Mundine and Danny Green were so lucky to have each other and it made them even bigger. Uh, do you see maybe Jeff's your rival? 
maybe this is something that can elevate you in one fight, but maybe it becomes that us and them thing. Maybe this can really make you into a, a genuine star in this sport in Australia. Um, I think I will be a star if I keep winning. That's all it is. doesn't matter if it's Jeff or not. If a world title comes, then a world title comes. Uh, again, I came into the sport to be the best in the world. Jeff is just another step. What a hot division it is, um, junior middleweight at the moment. Internationally, mm. there's been some great fights and there's some big ones coming yeah. up as well. And it seems that it's one division where everyone can beat everyone. We've mm. seen huge upsets, yeah. Julian Williams being beaten yeah. um, the other day. Um, what's your take on the division? Who are the stars? Uh, who's the most difficult uh, fighter potentially for you to face? In there's the world there's a few fighters that I want already. I've, I've been looking at. Yeah, who are Charlo they? won. Yep. Um, t- I haven't watched Texera yet. Yeah, um, and then the guy that beat Julian Williams. Yeah, um, Jason Rosario. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think a lot of people will be looking for him. Julian Williams wants an immediate rematch. We'll see yep. if that happens. Yep. But um, yeah, he, he's one who really sprung again, out of the ground. Yeah. So did Texera. Yeah, they're, but they're, then again, the former world champions, hmm. Julian Williams. Who else? There's Jared Hurt. Yep. Um, all those names. They're they're the ones that that are buzzing. If you beat Jeff Horn, will it be an international opponent next? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. No Michael Zarafa, No. I want Dennis no, Hogan. No, no. I want. I want. Um, well, go for the world stage. What's um? Do you think that's a, a fight that takes place here, or do you want to head overseas now? I really don't care. Yeah. Um, but then again, look what Joshua did in England. He brought uh, the the boxing back to England, packed out stadiums. Yeah. And. Um, I believe I'm the man to do that in Australia also. Is Dad coming for this fight? Who knows? That guy's very unpredictable. <laughs> <laughs> You've spoken to him lately? Or? Yeah, we, we speak a bit. Yeah. Um, he's doing his own things. He's busy. Yeah. Always traveling in and out. So. <laughs> he came along to announce the um, Brubaker fight and he was here for a while. Then he seemed to have a really good time back at mm. home. But do you think that he's, a, he's back to being a Russian now. Yeah, he's back to reality now, yeah. <laughs> and he's stuck now in Russia. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, will you be trying to get him to come out? Oh, you don't? Do you just not care if he comes for this fight? Um, it'd be great to see him, but again, I, I really, I'm just focused on myself. Yeah, focused on my fighting. Um, if every, everything around me is going quite well, we're only at the um, early stages of preparation for this fight, obviously. But what what are you up to at the moment? Oh, uh, uh, I'm quite. I'm ready to go now, actually. Hmm. Um, I feel strong. Um, I've been doing pre-training. Uh, I've been doing three session days. So once I get to fight night, uh, you're going to see some someone else in there. We've, um, you've sparred a lot with Matteo Tapia. He'll be central, I would imagine, again to sparring uh, for this fight. Um, some talk maybe Isaac Hardman would be someone they'd look to chuck in uh, for a few sessions as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else? What other names? We're going to bring a few boys in. Internationals um, as well? We'll see. We'll yeah. see. Um, we need someone to emulate um, Jeff Horn's style. We've got a few names. Uh, you mentioned Joel Camilleri. Is there any point in... Yeah, in, could, could be. Yeah. Could, could, could bring Joel. Joel's, uh, again, a very similar top fighter. Does similar things to um, as, as Jeff Horn. So, yeah, it would be good to grab him as well. Um, 
anything else that uh, you want to add? Uh, we're obviously close to an announcement. We think on this fight. We don't know. It may all fall over. Um, yeah, who knows? You, who knows might, you might be fighting a punch bowl next week. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, anything else that's on your mind ahead of um, ahead of this fight? What's gone on through the whole process? No, I'm, I'm just quite excited. I'm ready. Um, I've been training already at the start of the year, so I've been I've been pushing myself. Um, I'm mentally and physically um, the best I've been, and I'm ready to uh, to give Australia um, the best 2020 of my career. Are you ready for a big build-up as well? I think um, I'll probably interview you like 300 times in the build-up to this. Yeah, it'll you know. be, it's going to be good fun. We're going to do it? a lot of stuff. <laughs> you know, you know, it's going to be bigger than what you faced before. This is going to be a super fight in Australian boxing. The coverage is going to be intense. Uh, there's going to be a lot required of, of everyone. Um, you ready for that? I'm born for this moment. This is my moment. It's my time to shine. All right. We believe that that may be the case, Tim Zhu. Thanks for your time. Check Thank you. Soon. Those were my chats with Jeff Horn and Tim Zhu. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, the negotiations do continue. Those conversations were recorded on Wednesday, January 29. Promoters Dean Lonigan and Matt Rose are scheduled to talk further on Friday of the same week. So follow me on social media for the results of those discussions. On the next episode here, I'll catch up with the next crop of Aussie boxers who were also present at the promo shoot where that was recorded. You'll hear from Jade Mitchell, from Liam Wilson, from Brock Jarvis, Isaac Hardman and Jai Apatia as well. Please, again, subscribe to the podcast, like, share, leave a five-star rating and a comment and get in touch on social media. Let us know who you want to hear from and what you want out of the show. That is it for this episode. I'm Ben Damon. I'll see you next time at The Fights.